podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Villa View. But it's not a Villa View like you normally know it. It's the Villa View being taken over today by For the Love of Paul McGrath. And we're going to do our world-famous team sheet tantrum here on the Villa View. And it's something I'm, something I'm looking forward to doing. But uh, as I say, what we want you guys to do is we want you to comment in as much as you possibly can. We're going to try and read out as many of your comments here. I'm doing this solo today. I don't have Paddy with me. Paddy is, uh, has got a family engagement today. And uh, in fairness... Uh, he wouldn't miss it for the world. So he's not going to be with us today. So I'm going to be doing this solo. So I want to hear all your comments. I want to hear all your queries. I want to hear what you think about the team sheet, what you think the team sheet is going to, going to be, and so on. So for those of you who don't really know how this team sheet tantrum usually works for us in For the Love of Pomegranate podcast, what usually happens is we rant and rave about the team sheet for 10 minutes before it comes out. And then when the team sheet comes out, we either say, yeah, we were right, or we rant and rave again for another 20 minutes. So it's very much just uh, along the lines of discussing in the moment when the team sheet does come out. So for those of you who are familiar with this, nothing is really going to change. For those of you who aren't familiar with this, please don't be afraid to pop your comments. Well, nearly not myself off my perch here. Um, I am holidaying at the moment. So uh, I'm in the middle of uh, what was supposed to be sunny Western Ireland. And I was going to be doing this from the beach, actually. And it started raining like four minutes before we were supposed to come on. So that's why we're late today. Team sheet's going to be announced in three minutes time. I suppose I'll just give you a bit of my ramblings beforehand. I think for anybody who listens to our podcast and for the love of Paul McGrath, for anybody who listens to that, you guys will know that I've been very, very worried about the left back position since Luca Dean got injured. Um, it's just realistically the drop off in player from, uh, from Ashley Young. To Luca Dean from or from Luca Dean to Ashley Young for me is just it's something that really hinders this team considering we need Coutinho to be able to stay uh, mobile and to float in around uh, in different areas within that attacking third. So if you have a Luca Dean that can stretch the team there and you're not you're not relying on uh, Coutinho to to have to go wide to stretch or or Ramsey to even get into those positions so that Ramsey can stay central, it kind of makes our midfield uh, our midfield area work an awful lot better. When you have Ashley Young, there is a doubt as to whether he can get up and get down the field at 37 years of age or coming close to it. I think that's to be understood. So it's not me digging out Ashley Young in any way, shape or form. It's just realistic facts of the facts of the situation. You've got a 28 year old France international in Dina and you've got a 36 year old uh, ex-England international in Ashley Young. And those eight years make a huge, huge difference to me in, in athleticism, getting up and down that left wing. Um, for the team today, I think that we're probably going to be looking at uh, probably the same team that we would have seen prior to Luca Dean getting injured. So I think we're going to have Luca Dean back at left back. I think we're going to see Kanza and, uh, and Mings in, in, in the central defence. Um, a bit harsh on Chambers for the for the Arsenal game to have been dropped. Both kinds of endings are starting centre-half partnership, and it looks like that that's what we're going to go back to again. Midfield area, I think the discussion point will be there. We'll probably come after the first 10 minutes of the game actually starts to see how we do 
uh, you know, kind of fit inside there in that midfield three and see where they go because I think that midfield three would be dictated by what Spurs, how Spurs set up in midfield as well. Or sorry, Spurs, Wolves, Jesus, who am I talking about? But Wolves set up in, in that midfield area because Wolves are dealing with some injuries with the likes of Ruben Neves and they're going to be dealing with injuries to their fullbacks and they're not going to have Raul Jimenez. So it's a bit of a mystery as to how they're going to set up in that area and we're going to take a look at that in a moment. Um, we have a team sheet. We have a team sheet. I can see somebody people uh i don't know whether april fool is still over or is still going on at the moment but uh do we have a team sheet is it there teams out early yeah we have a team sheet here okay some people are going to be happy so for those of you who don't know how this works usually when we say we're going to rant and rave the team is exactly the same as we called prior to the podcast today it's not today it's not and there's there's a couple of people that some um, fans have been crying out for and have been looking for uh, throughout, uh, I suppose, the last five, six, seven weeks. So for those of you who are fans of Morgan Sanson, listen up, because here comes the team sheet. So we have Emmy Martinez and goals. We have Maddie Cash right back. Esri Kanza and Mings are the centre-half partnership, as we mentioned. And we have Luca Dean making his return back on the left-hand side, which is absolutely great to see. You have John McGinn, Jacob Ramsey, and the returning, do we call it returning? I suppose the, the, the audition maybe is what we would call it, of a Morgan Sanson in there instead of Douglas Louise. People are going to get what they wanted in this game. People, a lot of people have wanted to see this. So let's see if it works. Let's see if it, I personally don't think that he's a number six, but let's see. Who am I? I'm only a guy in a, in a mobile home in the west of Ireland at the moment on his holidays trying to tell you guys what I think of the team. Um, then we look towards the striking, the, towards the, mid, the the upper area of the field, the, the attacking third, should I say. We have Ollie Watkins, we have Philippe Coutinho, the magician, and we have a man who's coming back after scoring a penalty for, for Jamaica. Indian, uh, the international has just gone. We have Leon Bailey, who is uh, back on the wing for, um, for, for Aston Villa against this Wolves team. And for me, that is a real, that team is really interesting. And I'm going to be really honest, there's parts of it that I don't know are going to, how they're going to set up until maybe the first five, ten minutes of this game. Do we go with the flat three in midfield? Are, are, we, are we playing two tens or are we playing, like, like what are we playing? <laughs> are we playing five in midfield? There's, there's an argument to be made here with this team that we're playing five in midfield today uh, to try and maybe compensate for the fact that they're going to be playing potentially five in midfield themselves. Or maybe they're going to be playing with the two wingbacks and... And, and, and Bailey is there to stretch maybe, um, what's his name, out Nuri that's going to come in there, I think, on the left-hand side. I, I completely missed the Wolves team as you as uh, as it was pulled up there. I was so much concentrating on the Aston Villa team. So let's go down through the Wolves team there. So you've got uh, Jose Sa, you've got Marcel, uh, Bolly and Cody. So we're going to have a back three there. We're going to have Dendonker and... Um, we have Dundonker and Moutinho in there, and Kilman and Cass, Kilman and Johnny are going to be the two uh, the two wing backs, which is really interesting because Kilman doesn't have that pace. I don't think uh, anybody would 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 disagree with me in that one to get up and down there. So is it maybe a back four that they're playing? But then Johnny is more of a is more of a wing back. That's really really interesting for me. You've got the old dog for the long road and John Moutinho in there in midfield, and then their top three are going to be Daniel Podence, who always 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 has a good game against Aston Villa. Uh, you have got Trincao, who's come in from Barcelona, if, my mem if memory serves me right. And you've got the highly rated Fabio Silva, who really hasn't clicked for, and let's hope it doesn't click for him again today. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of talking points with regards to how this team is going to set up. And I, I really don't know, but it's exciting. 
it's an exciting one there. Um, Stephen Wright says positive selection selection choices there in my book. I absolutely agree. We're we're out to win this. Like arguably we've no, arguably we've no defensive central midfielder here, guys. Arguably we've no central defensive midfielder here. So are we looking to go to Molyneux to get a win here? Um, this is a good this is a good one from Rob Henry. Has any anybody ever seen Paddy and Sansa and, uh, at the same time? Paddy is Sansa. Look, I can either confirm nor deny that Paddy has one of these Nicolas Cage, John Travolta face-off moments, and uh, he can transform into Sansa on any given occasion. Um, look, by all available evidence, Rob, you might actually be 100% correct there, but I'm not going to be the one to break the news on that one. I'm not going to be the one to break the news. We don't break news on this podcast. We just report on what's already been broken. Um, <laughs> that's, my, uh, that's my motto, and I'm sticking by it. Um, so we've got some other comments that are that are showing up there as well. Uh, this, uh, you know, how are you guys feeling about the Bailey about, about Bailey being in that team? Pop a couple of comments there into the comment section. Let me know how you're feeling about it. Um, it's the real kind of joker, the real joker in the pack, the wild card that we have here. Are we playing Bailey up front? Does anybody out there think we're maybe playing Bailey as, as a ten? It wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be outside the realms of possibility that that could be happening. You know, that bit of pace to move them around. Maybe it gives the option for one or two of them to drag Cody out from the middle. Gives more space for Coutinho through the centre. I know that they're probably just going to sit Moutinho on Coutinho. Uh, Moutinho, on Coutinho and I, God bless the, the commentator that's going to have to go through that for uh, 90 minutes because that's going to be a tongue tire. Um, but it looks like they probably will sit Moutinho on Coutinho and, and just let the two of them bat that out. But how are Villa going to create those avenues for for them, how are they going to pull Connor Cody out of the, out of the middle of that defense? Because Connor Cody is the type of player that can come forward and engage Coutinho out of the back three if he needs to be. He's not your stereotypical kind of, he's not your stereotypical sweeper. He's more of a what was it? What did they used to call it? What did the Italians call it? Is a libero, where he can kind of bring the ball out of the fence and come out of that midfield that that back three. And that's something that's becoming a bit more. Um, that's something that's becoming a bit more common i think that you would see specifically in international football now so we're kind of what you're seeing teams that do play three at the back um pop in a couple of comments there and let me just see see how you guys are feeling about it so twisty carpet words there's a comment in there i can't pop it up on the screen i apologize there's something up here but bailey needs to start we need to see what he's really made of and i absolutely agree with that you know we could be coming to this to, to a situation here whereby you know leon bailey like Morgan Sanson could be somebody who could be upgraded in the summer. And, you know, it's only one summer since we've purchased him or sorry, it's only one year since we purchased him, but you know, the Premier League's a rootless business. I think Steven Jarrett's going to be rootless. He didn't bring him in. Steven Jarrett wasn't here when he was brought in. So what loyalties does he have to the likes of Leon Bailey? I personally think he's a very, very good gadget player to be able to bring off the bench or to start to change things up, but we got to see what we have in him. Started off like a train, came on against Everton, really affected the game, but we've really seen little to nothing of him since. So now's your chance, Mr. Bailey. Let's see what you can do in the team today, and I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, Nigel Franklin has a comment in there as well. Um, I'm going to try and get that up there, Nigel. So Bailey, to give us the ability to get down the sides of the three centre-backs. That's a real important thing. If anybody's ever listened to our podcast before, even over the last two or three years, I'm a massive fan. Of, play, of sliding balls down between the centre halves to get them get them turned. I would nearly even prefer you to do that and for the goalkeeper to come out and pick up the ball than to get the ball wide 
obviously to give, give your striker a chance to get down there, specifically when you've got Watkins and you've got Bailey, then for the, to go wide for the sake of it, for Matty Cash or somebody to cross it in for it to be cleared, because or even for the goalkeeper to get it. Because what you need to do is you need to test the centre-half's metal. You need to know, can he turn? And look, I'm going to be really morbid about it or, or um, maudlin about it, should I say here. But if you get centre-backs turning, some of them can't get their feet out from underneath them. They might fall in their arse. They might... Sorry, I don't know whether I can curse on, on this podcast. I did anyway, so uh, all complaints to Dan Bardell at villaview.com or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, you can get them turned, you can get them falling over, or maybe, you know, one of them flicks an ankle or something like that, you know, because centre-halves have, sometimes have a very, very easy game. They're just there to head the ball out. How many times have Villa played against teams whereby the centre-half has never had to turn around? You know, get the ball down the side of them. Make sure we've got pacey strikers. We don't have big lumbering men who can head the ball. So at the start, try and get the ball down the side of these centre halves. Pull Cody out. Make sure Cody has to come around to to try and try and intercept that ball. Because I don't see uh, Willie Bolly. You know, he's a good good defender. Don't get me wrong, and he does have turning ability. But the more you ask him to turn, the more likely he is to get, get to get caught up. And probably the same for um, for Mark, Mark, Markal or Marcel as well on that other side. So it's uh, our, our Kilman, even if, if he is in there and Marcel does go out onto, onto the wing. So it's going to be a really interesting one today. You can't buy, well, you can't teach pace. And that's what Bailey has. So maybe it gives us an option to maybe slide those balls through the, through the defence or maybe slide them down, down the side of the centre-backs from, from further back with Bailey's pace, give him something to run onto so he can get onto and get in behind those. It's going to be really interesting to see. And as I say, the first 10 minutes of this game are either going to be dull as, dull as dishwater or because the two teams are just going to pack the midfield, or we're going to see something intricate here from Steven Gerrard and, and Michael Beale, um, specifically up top with those three strikers, or those three, three forward players, should I say, that they're going to play um, in, that, in that position. Um, I see comments in there with regards to a false nine. I, I, I don't know. Does the, the side Stephen Wright is in there? Bailey at last is a false nine. I don't know is the false nine even as a concept working in the Premier League anymore. I know it works for Manchester City, uh, but um, with all due respect, and I do love Aston Villa Football Club more than most things in life, I'm not 100% sure that our, our, our uh, system is set up to work the same as Manchester City's um, due to the fact that we don't have uh, a Rodri in there to break everything up and that allows um, a, you know, a false nine situation in there. But I would love it if we could get it to work. Don't get me wrong. I'd absolutely love it if we can get it to work. But I think the lack of essential defensive six in there, a Fernandinho or a Rodri in there, uh, doesn't allow us to play that, in, in, in my view. But, you know, that's just, the, that, that's just the way Man City play it. We've come up with our own inter- iteration of it and get, get it to work and that's in, in that sense. And, you know, that's what managers and that's what coaches are paid to do. So if we do get it and we can rip up the rule book with regards to how Aston Villa are supposed to play and how teams are supposed to play that certain system in the Premier League, well, then that's, you know, that's what you, that's what they get paid for. That's what they get paid for. So hopefully they have come up with something. Um, uh, where else are we? Do we have do we have the subs? Has anyone seen the subs? I didn't get a chance to take a look at the actual subs bench. Do we have any surprises on the subs bench there? Oh. Subs bench. I'm gonna to have to view in here. Tani Chukmoeka, Robert Olson, Tim, um, Douglas Louise, Emmy Buendia, Callum Chambers, Burton Troy, and Ashley Young. Yeah, there's there's options on that bench. Not as many options like Noah Danny Ings. That's actually something I, I saw people in the comments mention is Danny Ings injured, and because I completely neglected to look at the subs, I just presumed he was there. Uh, but Noah Danny Ings is a surprise. He must be injured. 
And there was a reason that they were saying that he didn't start the Arsenal game because he had a twinge or he had a tweak of something. And he did come on. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there is an injury, but um, we can ill afford to be without a striker, I think, uh, at this time. The, the two areas in the field that we can ill afford to lose people at this moment in time, I think, are in the striking department and at the left back department. And it's just been unfortunate that we've gone through two games or three games recently where we've lost players in those, in those areas. But look, you've got players in the bench for a reason. Bertrand Traoré, if you come on, maybe that's why that's why Leon Bailey is up there because it's more of a like-for-like like replacement. You bring on Bertrand Traoré, you bring on that maverick, you bring on that unpredictability, you bring on that that person that probably doesn't even know what he's going to do with the ball before the ball comes to him. You know, that guy that doesn't play in structure. And Leon Bailey is like that as well. Like, you look back at when Leon Bailey played at Leverkusen and Peter Bosch, who used to be a manager at Leverkusen, like, he was blue in the face. Himself and Bailey didn't get on because Bailey is a player who plays out of structure. You know, and that's 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 just his thing. Bosch used to try and play him as a left wing back at times. Waste of time because he just wasn't there. Like he just didn't have the innate ability to 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 be able to to follow a track up and down the field. He just wanted to get involved in the game. That's got its good and it's got its bad. But if you're going to start Leon Bailey up top, maybe as a ten, maybe as a as a nine today up beside Watkins, well then it probably makes it an easier transition if you bring in Bertrand Troy that you don't have to wholly kind of um you know. Uh, transform the whole team if you do make that substitution it's a possibility I don't know it's a possibility it's a possibility um, with Ashley Young being on the bench uh, there as well obviously it offers that type of cover Callum Chambers back on the bench has his versatility he's got his full back slash uh, centre half slash potentially uh, defensive midfielder options I don't think defensive midfielder is really an option for him today Um. But because Tim is there, I see uh, Balham has mentioned there. Would 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 I want Ashley Young next season? And I would want Ashley Young around the squad next season. Is how I'm going to diplomatically answer. But I would want a better left back to come in to play for this club next season. Um, I don't want him at left back. Is, is essentially what I'm going to say. I'm okay with him being in there as a mentor, potential players number ten behind the behind the front two if we needed to. Uh, with five subs being able to be brought on next season, he could be a good calming influence to bring in in certain games. Because one thing that we don't have in this team is massive amounts of of experience, and and you know we just don't. We have. We have players who've played for quite a long period of time, but we don't have anybody who's won the Premier League like Ashley Young. Or we don't have anybody who's played X amount of games for England. Ashley Young must have 50 caps for England, if not more. I don't know off the top of my head. We don't have anybody, don't have many people like that. Um, and Ashley Young is good, is, is good to come in, to be around the squad as a mentor, but his days of starting 18, 19, 20 games for a team in the Premier League, for me, I'd be worried if that was the case. But do I want him gone? Absolutely not. No, he's a great guy. He's super character, super, super leader, super mentality, you know, to be able to stay in the game at 30, 36 years of age. I'm 36 years of age. Look how haggard and old I look. Look how young he looks. He looks after himself. He's a great guy. He's a role model. He's a James Milner type of player that's get eking every last inch out of his body because he's looked after himself. And he's done it at the high level for his whole career, the highest level, arguably, for his whole career. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one. Jonathan, keeping me on my toes, Ashley Young has 39 caps and seven goals for England. Um, yeah, and if I squint hard enough, I can see I might maybe be able to make that as, as uh, it's nearly 50 caps, nearly 50 caps. Uh, for England but you get what I'm trying to say that you know that he's got serious experience he's been to been to World Cups he's been to um, to European Championships he's played in the Champions League he's won Scudettos in um, 
in, in, in Italy as well. Uh, we just don't have a lot of those guys around the team, you know, and, and, and sometimes you've got to buy in that experience. You've got to bring in that experience just to keep it around the team. And it's going to be an interesting piece as well when we look at maybe getting after this summer transfer window, which I'm really looking forward to. There's a lot of murmurings going around out there that there's going to be money spent, maybe set, maybe big big name centre halves coming in. I'm sure midfield will get a bit of an over an overhaul as well, and I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe another different type of striker coming in there uh, up top as well, depending on who who we who we let go of. So there is a place for for uh, Ashley Young. I think there is going to be a place for him with regards to the amount of work we want our we want our academy recruits to do in filling out that squad. Um, in the likes of young Tim Carney, you know, you just have to see them there on the bench. The likes of Ben Christine has been on the um has been on the bench this season as well. There's a lot of those, and there's massive, massive, massive goodwill towards the likes of Josh Feeney, towards the likes of Lamar Bogart, who are centre halves that are probably on the way up. Uh, was it Sfinkles as well? Another guy. We've also got the likes of Brad Young. So we're not going to cast out the baby with bathwater with regards to the young guys, and you're going to need one of these people in there to be a role model, to be a mentor, to be somebody who can. And tell them, listen, when we won the Scudetto with Inter in whatever year it was, you know, we had to make these sacrifices. We had to do these. If somebody's telling you that we did this and we won, it's an awful lot easier to, to kind of take that on board, especially if you're a younger player. So a very long-winded answer to my Ashley Young question, for sure, on, on that one. Um, there's a couple of people there mentioning, I think Villa Bloke 1970 there mentions the Villa, the, that McGinn might play the number six role. That would be interesting. <laughs> That would be interesting. Um, it would be interesting. And I don't know how I feel about it until I see it. Until I see it and it's blatantly obvious that he's he's shielding that back four. I don't know how I feel about it because, look, he's after scoring for Scotland during, during the international break playing as a 10. So, you know, the, the kind of consensus is that we would need to move him further towards the goals as opposed to moving him further back from the goals, should I say. Um, so it would be interesting. I don't doubt that he could play that position. I think he could probably play a bit better than Sanson um, due to the fact that he's, he's probably a better tackler than Sanson. But uh, maybe you're right. Maybe that's what he plays today. Maybe that's what he plays today. Um, a couple of people <laughs> messaging here saying that they've been waiting for us to pop on and, on our own YouTube channel. Uh, sorry, we're here. You can watch it back afterwards as well. But if anybody is watching this for the very, very first time, um, you know, obviously if you... Here, I, I feel kind of weird and kind of strange saying if you're not following the Villa View, follow the Villa View because the Villa View is like 25,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. So that's a bit weird. Um, but if you're not, do. Um, and if you're not following us, sure, follow us as well on, on, on YouTube. You never know. You never know what you might find on, find on our podcast as well. Um, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Ridgway says that I have zero caps and zero goals for Ireland. That is true. That is true, but I did score four goals in one game, one one soccer match before. And yes, we do call it from time to time call it soccer over here. I do apologize. I meant to call it football uh, because of our Gaelic football that we do play here in Ireland. I did score four goals in one game, and I'm I've been dining out in it since against our nearest neighbours um, at home in for my my football team. So that's my claim to fame, and I'm sticking to it. Um, and I was once brought on in what was called the Figo role. Um, and there's a big story behind that that you can read in my memoirs in about 10 years' time when it does come out. Um, <laughs> that's enough about me. That's enough about me. Um, anybody uh, anybody want, want to hazard a guess at what the, what the score is going to be? Pop in a couple of comments there in the YouTube comment section there what you think the score is. I'm going to go for... I'm quite confident about this game. I'm quite confident about this game. But confidence in Aston Villa breeds one of two things. 
like two one is a confident score for me to give about Aston Villa because I, I while I'm confident that we will win the game and we will score, but I'm not confident that we're going to keep a clean sheet. If that makes sense, we're away from home. The referee today is Darren England. The referee today, um, Darren England, I think he's refed uh, twelve uh, Premier League games today. This is just or, so far, should I say, this year. It's just coming from memory. I looked it up before I came on, and forty-seven and a half of those. Um, 47.5%, I think it was, or 41, 1.7, should I say, percent were home wins, and then uh, 33% were away wins. Uh, so it's, uh, he, he's that kind, of, that kind of ref. And they do have an influence in the game, and I just hope that we don't have to talk about him afterwards again. You know, um, I'm actually after bringing up some of his statistics here. He's refed Wolves twice this season, and uh, he has given a penalty in one of those games and given out an average of six yellow cards. Or sorry, an average of three yellow cards whenever he's ref Wolves. So make of that what you will. But on ref watch, uh, Darren England is is refing the game today. So um, let's see if we need to mark his card for any conversations afterwards. And hopefully he doesn't influence the game too too much. Um, we have a couple of people there saying 2-1 to Wolves, 2-1 to Villa, 2-0 Villa, 3-1 Villa, 1-1 says the, the Y2 Nay. Owen Bradley says 2-0 Villa. Andrew Hayden says 2-1 Villa. Uh, Wepif says 2-2. Ty Doyle says 4-1 Villa. Payback time. Kieran Gundy says 2 uh, Kieran Grundy says 2-0 Villa. Rob Henry says after seeing the, che- the team change from 2-1 to 2-4, so that's 4-2 to Aston Villa. Spencer Bakewell says 2-1 to Aston Villa. John R. McBride Hart says 2-1 Villa. Head says 1-1. I, you know what? I could be convinced of, I could be Changed, I can have my mind changed to a 1 1 draw. Um, anything else there as well? Uh, yeah, so as I say, guys, we're nearly we're, well, there we're what we're 39 minutes out from the game. There, I think the consensus is the Villa are going to score goals today. I hope that is true. I hope you guys uh, are looking into the tea leaves and reading them correctly, just like I am. And it does end up to be a 2 1 Aston Villa win. Um, I completely forgot to mention at the start of this, this is my noviceness. I forgot to mention this podcast, the Team Sheet Tantrum, is brought to you, brought to you in association with Boohoo Man. Uh, you can see there in the bottom right hand corner, Boohoo Man, you get an extra 10% off all Boohoo Man menswear with the code Villa View. Uh, that does exclude sale and some selected items. So if you're thinking of getting yourself some clobber for next weekend, for maybe hitting the town or anything, like that boohoo man 10% off you can thank the lads um for their generosity here and and getting you 10% off um so give them a shout and give them a twirl if that is your fancy um right guys we're going to probably leave it up we're going to wrap it up at that as I say 38 minutes for anybody who's watching this and can't get to the game just like myself and give you enough time to maybe make yourself a fresh brew maybe bought a popcorn sandwich whatever you want sit down in front of the tv and watch it but uh I suppose the main thing is that we are looking for an Aston Villa win and the consensus is that potentially this is going to be a 2-1 Aston Villa win and if you guys are right uh, we will be back at some stage to to um, feast upon the glory of, of a right prediction uh, for this game. This uh, this game that I don't particularly call a derby but I know that I get slated in, in Twitter for not calling it a derby so for that purpose I will call it a derby today uh, as Aston Villa play Wolves in Molyneux but thanks very much guys for, um, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks million to the guys at the Villa View um, as I say you are watching it here on the Villa View channel if you aren't if you don't normally watch it please subscribe to the Villa View channel give us a show give us a check us out as well and for the love of pomegranate if that is your fancy but thanks very much to Dan to Chris to Adam to all the guys that are on the Villa View for having us today and I hope you enjoy the game but most of all we're going to sign off with the most important thing 
and up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.